0: Hello, 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 and welcome back to the podcast. And if you're here for the first time, welcome, a big welcome to you, and thank you to all our listeners from around the world. We are so grateful, so happy, full of joy, receiving all your emails, your signups, your downloads for our ADHD Diagnosis Survival Guide. You guys rock. Thank you for following us. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing our podcast with your friends and family members and loved ones and so forth, really appreciate it. Today, a short episode entitled, not entitled, titled, "Yesterday I Cried." Recently, uh, one of our former podcast guests, Ann Bracken, and who is an amazing uh, former educator, speech pathologist, she's a writer, an activist, a poet just an amazing human being. She wrote an article recently on Mad in America, that's madinamerica.com, titled Q&A, how can we see ADHD from another angle and what can we do for our kids? That article, um, you can get a direct link on our Facebook page, ADHD is over, or just go to Mad in America and look for Q&A, how can we see ADHD from another angle, and you'll find it. In her article, Anne just lists so much valuable information, links to studies, and there's just so much in there that I highly recommend as a parent if you have 15 minutes to read this article. And the reason why I cried when I read the article is because Anne had asked me to ask me, a, you know, a few questions around ADHD, our family, the movement, and so forth, and. When I got to the part in the article where she talks about our family and what we've done uh, to guide along our son, Kai, I just could not hold back the tears. When it got to a point where it says, the Wydens eventually decided to homeschool both of their sons, Kai and Etienne. And now the boys enjoy a hybrid education, two days at a public school that offers a homeschool program and the rest of the time learning from home. And here's the sentence that just triggered all my tears. It said, Kai passed the entrance exam for a prestigious high school and will be starting there in fall. It looks like the road the Widens took has been successful for their sons in many ways. I was so overcome with joy and gratitude when I read that because that is exactly what's happening in our lives. That our son, who seven years ago was said to have a disorder not just one. He was said to have six disorders. I won't go into detail, but it was ADHD, autism, dyslexia, and so forth. And who was said to become a druggie and potentially go to jail and be a failure in life unless he was medicated. This is seven years ago, the words of the principal of the school that we were at at the time. To now look back and say, wow, it's been a hard Seven years, we've done a lot of work, a lot of healing, a lot of changes in our family. All the areas of our lives have been pretty much thrown up in the air, evaluated and questioned. And then we went to work on it to see if we could improve those areas of our lives. Such that it would bring more a feeling of safety, of calmness of connectedness, attunement in our family. And that's what we've done for seven years. And to now read it in the words of someone else, in an article that's online, that's for the world to see, it was just so much emotionally for me to handle. And, you know, the more healing I've done in my own life, um, bringing back up these emotions that have been tabbed down and stored away and hidden since my childhood, allowed me to just, really get present to the miracle that that is, to this hard journey, this road less traveled, but to see that actually it paid off. And that's why I'm doing this episode to inspire, hopefully, you, the listener, you, the parent, if you have a child that's recently been diagnosed with ADHD or or you're not sure or it's been a while and you're not sure if you want to continue with the medication or there's been side effects or you're just not sure what to do, right? I'm here to say that there is hope because we've seen it happen. Now, it's not an easy road to take. It's not easy work. But here's the kicker. If I could leave you with one thing right now, today, one piece of advice in this podcast, if I could never, ever record another episode and somebody would say, we're about to take this down. All you can leave is one piece of advice. I am ready for that. Because it's been percolating for seven years, and I would always ask myself, so what is it about ADHD? What, what are you trying to say? What, right? what are you trying to say, Roman? Well, here it is. Get ready. And I have not written this down. So just give me a second here. What is the one piece of advice? It's very simple. We are the living example that going down this, this tough road of really doing the work in the family works. We've now seen it and I've talked to many others, many other parents who've done what we've done our similar approach and their kids turned out. They're okay. They're getting married. They're starting businesses. They're traveling the world. You name it. They're okay. So we're just another example, we're not the only, we're not the first, but here's the piece of advice. I guarantee you that if you take the road less traveled, that if you have a diagnosis at hand, that if you say thank you but no thank you, I'm now aware what Western medicine or psychology or psychiatry thinks of this issue, yet It does not resonate with me, right? If you're in that camp, which is why you're here most likely, then you are embarking down the road less traveled. Now, there are other fellow travelers on that road. I've seen them. I've interviewed them. There's lots of them. So don't feel like you're the only one. It may may be the road less traveled, but it ain't you being the only one on that road is what I'm trying to say. So if you're embarking on that road that we have as well, I guarantee you that when you do the hard work of evaluating every single area in your family's life, and if you're committed to transforming these areas by starting with you, you the parent first, and letting it ripple out into the family, I guarantee you miraculous results, such as, in our case, that our son now got into a very prestigious high school that's very academic, and there's only 80 students. They don't take a lot of kids each year. But he made it in by himself with no medication, with no individual education plan, none of it. We had some tutors, right? There's some help. We we wanted him to catch up because he had been in child-led schools with no homework and, ho- and grades, right? So we, we wanted him to be ready to take those tests. And the kicker is the message here is that he was ready. He caught up quickly. Within a matter of a year and a half, they told us that he caught up four grades, four grade levels. Think about that. Could be scary, right? If you're as a parent waiting for that moment when they go to high school and they want to do go to an academic school and you're like, ooh, my child has been with no homework and no grades for so many years. Can they make it? And of course, the pro-label, pro-medication experts would say, no, it's going to be a failure. Because you're behind and your child has a disorder, a brain disorder. Unless you medicate, there's no way they're ever going to get through high school. They're going to end up a druggie in jail, right? That's the, the old tale that we still keep hearing, which, by the way, scientifically has been disproven. a 30-year study done by Nadine Lambert at Berkeley that actually proved the opposite, that children that were medicated for ADHD with ADHD medication were more likely to later in life smoke, drink, do drugs, and get in trouble, jail, etc. 30-year study. You can look this up online, Nadine Lambert out of Berkeley. Now, that's not what this episode is about. But I just wanted to throw that in there to say, like, if you have someone telling you, oh, well, if you don't medicate your child now, they're going to end up in jail and do drugs and blah, 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 you know, all that stuff. Just pause for a second and say, thank you for sharing that. But we're going to look at some alternative ways to go about this. That's what we did. And I'm here to say, look, there's no all si- one size fits all. This may not be- turn out exactly the way for you as it did for us. But my one piece of advice is that you will get so much out of going down the alternative road, so much value for yourself, so much healing with yourself and within yourself and your partner and your children will be next to receive it and it's going to ripple out into the world. So... The side effects, I hate to use that word, but the side effects of going down the road less traveled and taking this on in an alternative way, the side effects are so positive compared to the side effects of ADHD medication that are in the thousands very negative. So one piece of advice would be, could you hold off on the meds? for a few years and give it a shot and really work it hard and really look at your parenting style look at your marriage look at the things that are hidden that cause this comfort that cause your child feeling unsafe look at the environment is it too distracting too loud to this is the school right or is the school wrong for your child? all those things have to be looked at and even when some little voice inside of your head says well but we can't know that that's your own limitation. Because I no longer believe in fortunate, less fortunate, or well, this person can't, but that person can. It's not about money. So many people are willing to help. There are scholarships. There are people willing to to, to uh, do a co-op of, of childcare, uh, people giving rides, people donating things. Where there's a will, there's a way. And I will say for someone who doesn't have the financial means to to perhaps make some of those choices right away and and change, you know, your child's school or change a diet or whatever's happening in the family, right? Yeah, it's not going to happen overnight. It took us 7 years. And Kai's just about to go into high school. There'll be another chapter during high school. There'll be another chapter later if he wants to go to college or start a company or travel it's not going to end and there's not going to be one day where we can actually say, oh, now it's scientifically proven and accredited that uh, the Wyden's son actually turned out. So now you can say that your alternative approach was worth it. No, I already know it was worth it. I know because Kai is so proud. He feels so powerful and responsible that he got into this school without the help of medication or Uh, an individual education plan or psychiatrists who constantly bang on his label. No, he knows that with the help of tutoring, which he knows that that really only brought out his intelligence and supported it, but that there's no lack, there's nothing wrong with his brain. There's nothing wrong with his being or his intelligence, his confidence. There's nothing wrong there. And that is a direct result of standing our ground, of saying this does not feel good to us to medicate. This does not feel good to us to label our child. It does not feel good to tell our child, oh, you have superpowers or well, your you know brain is like a, a Ferrari with bicycle engines or any of those weird metaphors that the pro-label, pro-medication side uses. None of that felt right to us. All of it felt like it was inside of the context of coping with something that you'll just have forever and you're unlucky. Sorry, God made a mistake. He made a faulty brain. Sorry, not much we can do other than give you, uh, you know, pharmaceuticals that humans invented trying to fix you. That makes no sense. Never made sense to us. Never have and has never will. And so we had to really honor our intuition. And so again, if there's one piece of advice is you owe it to your child, we believe, to first try the alternative approach, but like give 110%. Because if you give 80%, most likely it won't work and you'll, you'll be disappointed and you'll feel like you failed and then you, you slap on the meds and the label and off you go. I would say we owe it to our children to pause and to remove as much friction, as much of the distractions, the the, the high-energy busyness, stuff that causes their nervous systems to be in high alert. The environment is very important from the school, the type of school they're at, type of diet, um, you know, everything matters, everything. None of it is the cause, but all of them can sort of inflame if you will, cause inflammation of distraction, right? But when we can remove those, those um, stress factors from the environment of our children, our families, children calm down. We've seen it happen. Our son is no longer hyperactive or impulsive, not any more impulsive than any other 14-year-old I've seen. So those two symptoms that supposedly he was going to have for life have already dissolved and it's only been seven years, he's only 14. My guess is that by the time he finishes the type of schooling he chooses, he won't have any of the symptoms at all because it's not a thing. It's not a disorder, a thing in the brain that exists, that won't go away unless we take medication. It's all behavioral. What we call symptoms are simply observed behaviors. So the question, the main question is, why does our child behave that way? And when we transform all the areas of our lives and remove as much stress and frantic energy as we can, that includes and starts with you, the parents first. If you're always stressed out about work and you work too much and, and you numb yourself with alcohol or Netflix or vacations, That's got to change. I hate to break it to you. But we, the parents, go first. When in doubt, we heal first. First, we admit that our child's not the problem. Second is heal your shit. That takes time. And then number three, that allows us to honor our child. And that's what I wanted to say today. And I'm so happy for Kai Yay, Kai, congratulations. You're amazing. We're going to continue to guide you and to support you. And uh, we're even starting to kind of uh, reduce the amount of time and energy that we, you know, we talk about ADHD or our project in front of him because he's kind of just done with it. He's like, I don't really have it. So, you know, we don't need to keep talking about it. And I I honor and respect that, which is why he hasn't been on the show um, much, because for him, it's just that's just not a topic anymore. So anyway, just wanted to check in. It's good to cry. It's good to celebrate the wins, and I guarantee you parents, if you travel down the same road, the road less traveled, miracles will happen once you commit to healing yourself first, you the parent. Thank you for listening. I hope you got some value. If you like it, share it, and hopefully we'll have you back soon for another episode of ADHD is over. Cheers.